This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 36 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Not much needs to be said about Jack Benny. That hasn't already been said here before on this podcast. He was one of the all-time greatest entertainers and comedians in radio and television, and his career spanned 50 years from the early days of vaudeville until his death in 1974 at the age of 80. He was married to his wife, Mary Livingstone, for 47 years, from 1927 until his death. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy the February 23, 1941 and November 12, 1939 broadcasts of the Jack Benny program. J-E-L-L-O The Jell-O program coming to you from the Plaza Theater in Palm Springs, California, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with When the Midnight Choo-Choo Leaves for Beaumont and Banning. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, every time you enjoy Jell-O, it's just as though you were enjoying it again for the very first time. That's the same sense of pleasant surprise you felt when you first made the acquaintance of this swell dessert. For Jell-O is a treat you always welcome. No matter how often you serve Jell-O, no matter how many times it graces your table, Jell-O's bright, glowing colors are always enticing, and Jell-O's tempting flavor keeps right on delighting everybody with its refreshing goodness. In fact, Jell-O today actually tastes better than ever before because Jell-O's six delicious flavors have constantly been made more delicious. For example, take strawberry, raspberry, and cherry Jell-O. Each has a new, improved flavor obtained by using a natural flavor base artificially enhanced, and the result is something mighty distinctive. So enjoy Jell-O soon. Get several packages tomorrow and serve the family a grand treat with America's favorite gelatin dessert, Rich, shimmering jello. The midnight. 
Goodbye Choo Choo leaves for Beaumont and Banning, played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you our master of ceremonies, toughened by the desert wind, tanned by the desert sun, and frightened by the desert prices, Jack Benny. Thank you. Thank you. Jello again. This is Jack Benny, the sage of the sagebrush talking. And Don, I'm not the least bit frightened by the prices here in Palm Springs. After all, this is a resort. And when you're on a vacation, you expect to let yourself go and have a good time. But Jack, don't you think the hotels here are rather expensive? Not a bit, Don, considering what you get. Why, you take the El Mirador, the Desert Inn, the Colonial House, and places like that. They're the last word in swank and luxury. It's worth it. Oh, I agree with you there, Jack. By the way, you're stopping at the El Mirador, aren't you? Uh, no. Uh, no, Don, I have a lovely room at the T.P. Motel. <laughs> it's, um, it's a little bit out of town where it's not quite so crowded. I like it very much. The T.P. Motel, is that run by an Indian? No, it's run by a fellow named T.P. Ginsburg. <laughs> Uh, uh, Don, uh, Motel is his uncle oh. <laughs> However uh, <laughs> However, uh, come to uh, uh, Come to think of it, Don The uh, bellboys, the bellboys are Indian uh, Full-blooded, too Well, that's a novelty Novelty is right I left a call for 7 o'clock this morning And one of them came in and hit me on the head with a tomahawk Darn near scalped me By the way, Jack, I don't remember passing the T.P. Motel Where's it located? Well, you know the road that leads to the... Uh, pardon me, Don Come in Mr. Benny? Yes? On behalf of the Palm Springs Chamber of Commerce I want to welcome you to this desert paradise Well, thank you, thank you very much By the way, I don't want to get personal But how did you happen to lose your hair? I left a call for 7 o'clock <laughs> That guy sure gets around, doesn't he? Uh, what was that you were saying, Don? Well, I asked you about that motel you're stopping at. Where's it located? Oh, the teepee. Well, uh, Don, here's how you get there. You know the street right out front here, the one that leads to Cathedral City. Oh, it's this side of Cathedral City. No, uh, no, Don. You go through Cathedral City. <laughs> and, then, and then you know how the road curves out. And goes on to Indio. Indio? Why, you're not living way over in Indio, are you? Uh, no, uh, Don, you go through <laughs> Indio. <laughs> you, uh, <clears throat> look, uh, the way I can explain it, you stay on Highway 66, and the only delay is when they stop you at the Arizona border. <laughs> Uh, you know, for plant inspection and things like oh, that. Oh, my goodness, Jack. You mean to tell me that while we're all in Palm Springs, you're living in Arizona? Sand is sand. I'm still on the desert. <laughs> anyway, Don, I told you uh, every place here in Palm Springs is filled up. Uh, this is the height of the season. Well, look who's here. Hello, everybody. Well. 
Don. Hello, Mary. Hiya, Don. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. What are you doing in town? I drive in nearly every day. What am I doing in town? Why don't you stay in Beverly Hills? That's closer to Palm Springs than where you're living now. I couldn't stay in Beverly Hills because I sublet my house. Oh, fine. He's here for five days and he sublets his house. I might be here 14 days. Who knows? You even look for a tenant when you go out to lunch. (laughs) Now you're reaching. (laughs) Well, Don, the minute Mary comes in, down goes McBenny. Yes, sir. By the way, Mary, I saw you on the street yesterday. You look very cute in your sun shorts. Thanks, Don. You look cute in yours, too. (laughs) What? Don Wilson walking around town in a pair of shorts? (laughs) Boy, did he hold up traffic. I can imagine. You got a lot of nerve down walking around in sun shorts. Well, Jack, everybody does it here. I know, but with your figure, hey, that takes courage. What about you in that corny cowboy suit? Oh, I looked all right. And those high heel shoes you were wearing, wow. Well, now I've got you. For your information, young lady, all cowboys wear high heel shoes. With open toes, you're crazy. <laughs> Well, I had to cut them. They hurt my feet. What a cowboy. You should have seen him, Don, swaggering around town with two guns in his belt. Three. One is a cigarette lighter. (laughs) Anyway, Miss Livingston, as long as you're so cute, the next time we go horseback riding, you can very well pay for your half of the horse. Smarty. Why, Jack, do you mean to say that you and Mary were both riding on one horse? Not only that, Dennis Day was a horse. That was only for practice We got a real nag later Yeah, later Oh, hello, Dennis How are you? Gee, is my back swayed (laughs) Well, Dennis Dennis, here you are in Palm Springs How do you like it? Oh, it's swell here But I was sure glad when it stopped raining Dennis, it never rains in Palm Springs. This is a desert. Well, it was sure misty the first part of the week. It wasn't even misty. You see, Dennis, uh, Palm Springs owes its hot, uh, dry climate to the mountains that surround it. Like a storm approaching from the Pacific Ocean is always stopped by these high peaks. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Yeah. There's never, thing, there's never anything over Palm Springs but a great big bright sun. Well, they ought to put a cork in it. <laughs> oh, stop complaining. You find fault every place. We're all having a wonderful time here. Say, Dennis, where are you staying? I'm living with Mr. Benny, far, far away. <laughs> Yes, uh, we couldn't get a place right here in town, so Dennis is with me at the T.P. Motel. It's nice there, isn't it, Dennis? I'll say. We saw the swellest movie in Phoenix last night. (laughs) We made it in no time. Gee whiz, Jack. Aren't you lonesome living so far away from everybody? No, we like to rough it. We've even got Indian bellboys. Gosh, am I lucky. I told him to wake me up at 7 o'clock this morning, and I didn't even feel it. Well, Dennis, you're the only guy I know of that sleeps with his hat on. And now that you're here, how about singing a number for all of our Palm Springs guests? Okay. I've had a lot of requests to sing Perfidia again. All right. Let's have it. 
Now, what's that? Come in. Telegram for Jack Benny. I'll take it. Hey, buddy, you got a little more hair than the other fellow that was in here. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you? Yeah, I left the call for 7.30. (laughs) I'm up at half past eight myself. Uh, Who's the wire from? (laughs) Uh, Who's the wire from, Mary? Gee, we're having fun tonight, aren't we? Who's the wire from, Mary? (laughs) It's from the Paramount Studio, the wardrobe department. The wardrobe department? Yeah, it says, uh, Dear Mr. Benny, new Hopalong Cassidy picture goes into production tomorrow morning. Please return cow suit immediately. A cowboy suit. Cow suit. That cowboy suit. Who ever heard of a cow suit? All right, sing, Dennis. Burns me up. They promised me I could have it for two Very good, Dennis. That was Perfidia, sung by Dennis Day. And Dennis, you were in very good form. This uh, dry desert air is marvelous for your tonsils. I haven't got any tonsils. Oh, I... I didn't know that. And now, ladies and gentlemen... I had them taken out about three years ago. Oh. Oh, I... I see. And now, ladies and gentlemen... You're not mad, are you? No. Of course not. You can have your tonsils out if you want to. I had mine out. And by a wonderful doctor. Doctor, nothing. Rochester took him out. <laughs> he did not. I finally wound up going to the doctor. You know that. Well, you were considering, Rochester. Oh, considering. I asked him if he knew how. That was all. <laughs> considering. Isn't it amazing, Don? All I said to Dennis was, this desert air is wonderful for your tonsils, and look at the routine we got in <laughs> Speaking of the desert, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you about Jell-O, America's favorite dessert. For even though you're on a desert, do not desert this appetizing dessert, as Jell-O is not only good in the city, but also a desert dessert. Don, what's going on here? So remember, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like desserts or deserts, Jell-O is the finest desert dessert, this deserted desert, I mean this deserted dessert, I mean this deserted dessert. I know we get mixed up. I know it. I know it. I know it. You couldn't quit when you were winners, could you, Don? Well, gee, Jack, that was a mighty tough one, really a tongue twister. What's hard about it? You think that's tough? Listen to this. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How's that? Fine, I'll pick up your teeth. <laughs> I didn't drop them. Mary, why is it every time I open my mouth, you try and top me? Now, you just behave yourself. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, Phil. Howdy, folks. How about giving out with a root and toot and western reception, huh? Well, how's that for an ovation, Jackson? Gunshots and everything. What do you mean, ovation? They were shooting at that Marcel wave in your hair. (laughs) We don't go for male beautifying around these parts, stranger. No, sir. Hello, Phil. I haven't seen you around all week. Yes, we were looking for you. Where are you living? I'm stopping out here at the Dud Ranch. 
Well, you mean dude ran. No, dud. There ain't a dame on the place. <laughs> oh. Well, that's too bad. Huh? Say, Jackson, uh, where are you living? Well, I couldn't get a place right here in town, Phil, so I'm staying at the T.P. Motel. The T.P. Motel? Where's that? It's just this side of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> oh, stop, will you? Alabama. That's a big fib, isn't it, Dennis? It sure is. <laughs> Dennis? Dennis, don't be funny or I'll take off my shoe and give you a call for 7 o'clock right now. Say, Phil, you know, this vacation is doing you a world of good. You look much better here at the Springs than you do in Hollywood. Yeah, I do look healthier, don't I? No, you you don't look healthy, Phil. Here's what I mean. You see, in Hollywood, you always look like you had a bad night. But here, you look like you had a bad night with the window open. <laughs> there, uh, there is a difference, believe me. Well, you see, Jackson, I've been getting a lot of rest here in Palm Springs. How do you like my tan? What tan? Tan little fingers and tan little toes. They tell Well, there's a Greyhound bus leaves here in five minutes. Be honest. But I'm... I'm serious, Phil. You've got the wrong slant on the kind of life to lead down here. What do you mean? Well, while you're out here on the desert, you ought to get some exercise. Now, take me, for instance. The minute I get hit on the head with that tomahawk, I jump out of bed raring to go. The first thing I do is put on my shorts and go for a long hike. No kidding. And then I put on my cowboy suit, jump on a horse, and away I go across the wide open spaces. Then I put on my bathing trunks. Over your cowboy suit? No, I take that off. <laughs> then I put on my bathing trunks and swim all afternoon. Boy, I swim till it's time to go to bed. Then he puts on his nightshirt and walks in his sleep. <laughs> I do not. Well, you're going pretty fast there, Jackson. Don't you ever relax and take it easy? Sure, lots of nights I sit around and play cards with Dennis. I'm teaching him gin rummy. Hey, kid? I thought we were playing bridge. No, 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 no. Uh, gin rummy, the dunes is closed. You know, <laughs> anyway, there's nothing else to do at the TP. Well, then why are you living way out there, Jackson? What's the sense of it? Phil, I've explained the whole thing to Don. I tried to get a room here in town. Everything was filled up. Well, I can't understand that. The little woman and I got a beautiful bungalow at the La Paz Guest Ranch. It's expensive, but it's worth it. Well, you're you're very lucky, Don. And I have a lovely apartment at the Lone Palm. It's not cheap, but look what you get. Well, you're lucky, too. But those are the breaks a fella gets, that's all. You kids were fortunate enough to get swell accommodations, and I have to live in a dinky little auto court. Why don't you loosen up, bub? <laughs> Dennis, it's not a question of money. I'd much rather be here in town. Well, Jackson, if you want to live in a high-class place, let me call up Charlie Farrell at the Racket Club. He's got tennis courts and everything. The, uh, Racket Club, eh? Yeah, it'll cost you dough, but it's worth every penny of it. Oh. Well, well, let's have an orchestra number, Phil, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it later, huh? <laughs> well, wait a minute, Jackson. I better give that club a buzz right now. I'm sure they'll have a room for you. Oh, then again, they may not, and I'll be disappointed. Now, you, uh, you better play something, Phil. Oh, Jack, let him make the reservation. Never mind. You've got two guns. You can always kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
Mary, I said he can call up after the program. This is much more important. Now, let's have some music. Okay. I was wondering, Mr. Benny, how much do I owe you for gin rummy? Uh, $30,000. Play bill. I've had enough trouble with tenors. I'm going to keep this one. Changes made, played by Phil Harrison as orchestra, who haven't got changed for a quarter. <laughs> you know, Phil, uh, you know, even your boys, though, they look much better out here on the desert. I don't know, in Hollywood, they always look so pale and haggard. You're right, Jackson. This climate is good for them. Sure is. Look at your guitar player there. Gee, his face is as red as a beet. Where'd he get that tan? He passed out in front of a fireplace. <laughs> I like that screen effect. He looks like a waffle there. Say, Jack, you know what I did? What? While Phil was playing his band number, I sat down and wrote a beautiful poem all about Palm Springs. Well, if you wrote it that quick, it can't be any good. Say, Don... Oh, it's awfully cute, Jack. Let me read it. I told you, Mary, we don't want to hear your poem. You let me read it or I'll get you a room at the racket club. (laughs) All right, read it. What's the title of your little masterpiece? Did you ever see a palm springing? (laughs) Well, that's silly enough to begin with. Go ahead. Oh, take a trip to old Palm Springs in the desert, oh so sandy. But don't forget to bring your rubbers. You will find they come in handy. Mary, it's not raining here anymore. How I love your Talkwitz Falls and your Indians whom I talk with. Talk with? Talkwitz. Oh, my goodness. And I love your ice cream sodas. You take vanilla and I'll take chocolate. Well, that did it. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Hey, Jackson, I'll let the kid finish her poem. Yes, go ahead, Mary. Oh. About Palm Springs, I shall... Palm Springs. <laughs> About Palm Springs, I shout with glee, it certainly is a place to be. 
for Don and Phil and little me, but Jack always stays where it's next to free. I try to get a room in town. How many times do I have to tell you? Phil, call up the racket club, will you? Okay, Jackson, and I'll get you the best bungalow in the place. I'm sick of these insinuations around here. Hello, operator, get me the racket club. Hold it, hold it. I forgot to bring my tennis shoes. Oh. That's too bad, Phil, but I did. Boy, that was a close one. Oh, quiet. Phil, I'll send for my tennis shoes, and then you can call up. Let me finish my poem, will you? Oh, yes. Go ahead. So I'll return to old Palm Springs when the cactus is in bloom. And the... There's the phone. I'll take it. Maybe it's the club. Yeah. Hello? 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 Hello, boss. It's Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, where are you calling from? I'm over here at the TV Motel. How's the weather in California? <laughs> it's nice here. Incidentally, I thought I told you to come to Palm Springs and pick me up. I had an accident with the car, boss. One of these Indians around here shot an arrow right through the gas tank. Through the gas tank? Was he intoxicated? No, he thought the Maxwell was a buffalo. <laughs> well, that's just silly. My Maxwell, a buffalo. Well, they're both darn near extinct. <laughs> Never mind. Now, Rochester, you get right out and fix that gas tank. With all those arrows flying around, I ain't gonna bend over. <laughs> now, Rochester, I don't want any more stalling. So get over here because I'm tired and I want to get to bed. I can get you a room at the racket club. The MC in the washroom is a pal of mine. <laughs> Thanks, just the same. But do as I tell you. Now come on into town. Okay, but I can't leave for a little while, boss. I'm under the sun lamp. <laughs> under the sun lamp? Yeah, I want my friends to know I've been on the desert. All right, but hurry up. And incidentally, Rochester, I want you to pack up my cowboy suit and send it back to Hollywood. Paramount wants it. The ten-gallon hat, too? Yes. I'm soaking your socks in there. Well, take them out. And listen, Rochester, when you get to Palm Springs, you'll find me waiting in front of the theater. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss. What? Have we got any use for a gross of peace pipes? <laughs> A gross of peace pipes? Yeah, I just won them in a crap game. Rochester, I told you not to gamble with those Indians. Well, they got a lot of wampum. I don't care. I'm teaching them gin rummy. Now, goodbye. So long, boss. That kills me. He stays there gambling, and I'll be stuck here till all hours of the night. So I'll return to old Palm Springs when the cactus is in bloom. Oh, stop with that poem. Play, Phil. When the cactus is in bloom. You sure make Longfellow look like a nickel. Nowadays, the found of grape fruit is not only grand for breakfast, but equally delicious and served at other meals as an appetizer, salad, or dessert. For example, in thousands of homes these days... A big favorite is Jell-O Cherry and Grapefruit Mold, a shining ruby-red mold of clear cherry Jell-O nestling in a golden circle of tender, juicy grapefruit sections. As for making it, well, nothing could be simpler. 
Just prepare one package of cherry jello as you usually do. Turn into a mold and chill until firm. Then unmold and arrange grapefruit sections around the gracefully shaped mound of jello. A swell treat the whole family will love. So tomorrow, brighten the dinner table with one of the finest, most successful desserts you ever served jello cherry and grapefruit mold. This is the last number of the 21st program in the current Jello series. And we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time, broadcasting once more from Palm Springs. Hey, Jackson, you want me to call up the racket club now? I'll talk to you about it later, Phil. Uh, good night, folks. J-E-L-L-O. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. J-E-L-L-O. The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Old Johnny. This morning I was looking over the book reviews of the Sunday paper and reading the lists of bestsellers. And that just happened to give me an idea. I'd like to recommend to you a grand bestseller in the field of desserts. A dessert that's not only currently popular, but has been on the bestseller list for years and years. The author is General Foods, and the name is Jell-O. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a mighty important thing, because it's a trademark. It's the property of General Foods. And it tells you here is the real thing, the one and only Jell-O. If you hear any other gelatin dessert called Jell-O... You'll know that's incorrect, for there is no other. So when you buy, don't accept any substitutes. Ask for Jell-O by name, and you can be sure every time of getting your favorite dessert. You can be sure of enjoying that delicious, extra-rich flavor, so full-bodied and tempting, as inviting as the fresh, ripe fruit. Look for those big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O, your password to pleasure. That was old Johnny played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Oh, Jack, Jack. Yes, Don? Is your tooth still bothering you? Uh, just a little, Don, but it'll be all right. Go ahead. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you ought to see a dentist, Jack. A toothache can be very annoying. I know, Don, but I'm all right. Go ahead and introduce me. And now, ladies and gentlemen... But, Jack, it must hurt. Don't you feel any jumping pains? Only when you mention it. <laughs> now, please, go ahead and introduce me. All right, Jack. 
Goodness. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we bring you a man who, despite a severe toothache, feels that the show must go on. That brave little soldier, that grand old trooper, Jack Benny. Thank you, thank you. Ooh, that tooth. Uh, Jello again, this is Jack Benny talking through a murderous molar. <laughs> well, Don, here it is Sunday again, and we're back on the old merry-go-round. Time sure flies, doesn't it? Uh, it certainly does. You know, Jack, it doesn't seem possible that we've been on the air six times already this season. No, it doesn't. No kidding, fellas. Have we been on the air six weeks? Yes, Phil, and they sure roll around fast, don't they? Yeah, it seems like I hardly get one paycheck till I have to start battling for the next one. Oh, you do? Well, listen, Phil, if I were you, I'd take my paychecks any way I could get them. Yeah? Yeah, and I wouldn't complain about your job. You're very lucky. You know, in musical circles, they refer to you as Horseshoe Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for your boys, too, those 17 rabbits' feet. <laughs> so let uh, well enough alone. Now, what was I talking about, Don? You were complaining about your tooth. I was not. I was talking about how the weeks fly by. You know, Don, sometimes it amazes me how I can prepare all the ideas that go into this program in seven days. It's really quite a grind. I can appreciate that, Jack. It must be pretty tough. Oh, it is, Don. Tis. <laughs> I don't know what you're squawking about. Look at all the band numbers I gotta rehearse and get ready. It's no cinch, believe me. Phil, you mean to tell me you actually prepare your numbers ahead of time? <laughs> Those voodoo waltzes? <laughs> Sure, we gotta have everything right up to snuff We gotta live up to our slogan, you know Your slogan? Oh, you've got a slogan now Sure, listen to this If it's a Harris selection, it's sheer perfection Well, well, say, that's very good I got another one we use on the road, get this If it's a Harris number, you'll never slumber I agree with you there <laughs> And Phil, if you can stand one more slogan, it goes like this If it's a Harris melody, it's sure to smellody <laughs> And I don't mean Christmas night <laughs> Now, where was I? What were we talking about, Don? You were complaining about your tooth I was not You know, Don, there are times... Oh, hello, Mary Hello, Jack Say, what's the matter with your face? My face? Yeah, one cheek isn't sunk in anymore Oh, that's my tooth My left cheek is swollen a little A little? You look like a squirrel that's all set for a long winter <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do My goodness, Jack That tooth's been bothering you all week Why don't you have it pulled out? Oh, the pain will go away Say, fellas I never saw anybody so scared of a dentist I'm not scared of a dentist That tooth is loose And it'll probably fall out by itself You mean like that thin stuff on top of your head? <laughs> I mean, don't worry about me I'll get this tooth fixed my own way Say, Jackson What? One of my piano players don't like you He'll be glad to knock it out Oh, you mean that little squirt sitting over there? Why, I'll... No, the other one. Oh. Oh, hello, Butch. I didn't see you. <laughs> now go sit down. He won't hit you, Jack, with those glasses on. She's right, Jack. It's against the law to hit anybody that's wearing glasses. Listen, Don, I said that to a big guy one day, and he took my glasses off, punched me in the nose, and put them back on again. <laughs> so don't tell me. What were you doing in the meantime? Jack was explaining the law to him. <laughs> Yes, he'll know better next time Say, Phil, how about playing a number? My tooth is acting up again I want to put a couple of drops in it Okay What kind of toothache drops are you using, Jack? I don't know It's something Rochester makes 
I think it's chloroform and white mule. <laughs> it does the trick, though. Go ahead, Phil, play something. All right, Jackson, get ready, boys. And remember, folks, if it's a Harris selection, it's sheer perfection. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's that for? Oh, you weren't here, Mary, but Phil has suddenly become slogan conscious. Uh, give her that other one, Phil. Well, here's one you haven't even heard yet. When Smiling Harris plays a tune, every month in the year is June. How's that, Mary? Wow, that's corn that isn't even ripe yet. <laughs> that's a good one. Say, Jack. What? If Vaudeville ever comes back, I got a swell slogan for you. Never mind. What is it, Mary? When Benny plays on his violin, you can shoot him down and it ain't no sin. <laughs> Mary, we weren't talking about my violin, so that laugh doesn't count. Now, let's forget our poetry contest and get along with the show. Play something, Phil. Now, wait a minute, Jack. You've all had your little poetry. How about giving me a chance? Okay, Don, let's hear your contribution, said he with a look of innocence in his baby blue eyes. Take it, Don. All right, but I want you to help me, Jack. Now, you start me off with, hello, Joe. Okay. Hello, Joe. What do you know? I just got back from the grocery store. <laughs> Did you buy a box of you-know-what? Yes, sirree. That's what I got. What's in this box that's so delicious? I bet you wish you had a dish. Can this be jello that you mean? Yuck, yuck, yuck on Madam Queen. <laughs> Mary, you spoiled the whole thing. That last line didn't make sense. All right. Send me to Siberia. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing to get funny about Hey, genius What? Play something and That guy answers to anything If you just put a hay in front of it Stop, it's wonderful, played by Phil Harris, who can now tear up his slogans. <laughs> a Harris selection is sheer perfection. Oh, Maharaja. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, and now, folks... Wait a minute, Jack. Are you insinuating that number was inharmonious? What's that? Inharmonious, mediocre, lacking in finesse and euphony. Why, Phil? Well, that's today's work. Good night, all. <laughs> Rosalind, come back here. <laughs> what a guy. He learned four big words and he's all in. And now, folks, before we say, where's Dennis? I saw him downstairs with his mother just before the broadcast. I did, too. And old Jack is Mrs. Day mad at you. Mad at me? Why, we got to be very good friends at my Halloween party. Well, she was home last Sunday listening to our program and she heard you call her a pest. I didn't call her a pest. I said she needed a rest. Well, she got it, so watch out. <laughs> Oh, Mary, Mrs. Day is much too broad-minded to be upset about a little joke. And now, folks... However, Mary, I wouldn't mention anything about it when she comes in. You know. Yeah, I know. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. Yeah. And now, folks... And now, folks... Mary, let me alone. <laughs> and now, folks, uh, following our success last week with our version of The Women, tonight we are going to... Oh, boy, wasn't I marvelous in that play? What? <laughs> Didn't I give a terrific performance? Yes, Phil, you were sensational. Would you consider a $1,000 raise in salary? I feel guilty having you at these prices. That's a deal, shake. Get away or I'll break your arm. <laughs> Terrific performance. Anyway, folks, as I was saying, uh, following our success last week with the women, uh, tonight we are going to offer... Uh-oh, look who's coming. Well, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. And your mother's with you. Well, well, this is nice. <laughs> uh, good evening, Mrs. Day. How do you do? Hmm. Well, you're looking very good, Lucretia Thanks, and you will please refer to me as Mrs. Day Well It is now 20 degrees cooler inside Mary Well, Dennis, I'm glad you're here And I know you have a lovely song prepared for us tonight <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I am Say, Mr. Benny, what's the matter with your jaw? Did someone hit you? Uh, no, Dennis, I have a bad toothache you know, Mrs. Day, it hurts like the dickens. It's really a miracle that I can be funny tonight. <laughs> you were very funny last week. Very funny. Oh, did you enjoy the show? Yes, especially the part where you called me a pest. It was such a brilliant remark. Why, Mrs. Day, I called you a pest? Yes, you did. On the radio? Yes, on the radio. On my program? It wasn't Duke Ginsburg and his happy Hawaiian. <laughs> Very quiet. Now, look, Mrs. Day, it may have sounded like I called you a pest, but this darn tooth of mine slurs my words, been bothering me all week. Your tooth, huh? Yes, you can see for yourself. Look, uh, it's the big one right here. The one on the urn, sir? Oh, that does look pretty bad. Yeah, it hurts like the dickens. Hey, Jack, let me hear you say your name. What? Let me hear you say your name. Jerk Rennie. That's what I thought. <laughs> Mary, I've got a toothache. I prefer a little sympathy to ridicule. Well, then, for heaven's sake, stop complaining and go to a dentist. I'm not going to a dentist. What's the matter? Are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Well, there's only one other reason, so let's take up a collection. <laughs> Phil, I won't be necessary. It's the first time I ever had trouble with a tooth. I haven't been to a dentist since I was ten years old. Don't tell me you made those uppers yourself. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't make those uppers myself. 
<laughs> well, Jack, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I think you ought to do something about that tooth. It might lead to serious consequences. Well, gee, it does hurt, but I don't know who to go to. I know a good dentist, Jack, and he's just two blocks from here. Come on, let's go. Oh, don't pull me. Go ahead, Jack. We'll take care of the program. Sure, I got some swell jokes, and I'm dying to tell them. Oh, I know your jokes, Phil. Oh, waiter, have you got frog's legs? No, I always walk this way. <laughs> Nice, smart material. <laughs> Come on, Mary, let's go. Okay. Well, so long, fellas. Well, so long, Jack. Jack. Okay. All right, Dennis, you can go ahead with your song now. Uh, what's it going to be? I'm going to sing... He's going to sing a very popular number called A Man in His Dream. From that From Paramount... that Paramount picture, The Star Baker. Starring Bing Crosby. I got that in. Dennis, don't be such a ham. Now sing. my imagination Sometimes it borders on fantasy And sometimes I find Visions flash through my mind Close to reality Night, a soft guitar A hidden lane, a moon and here and there a star For a man and his dream Night, a cricket's cry A whispered word, a kiss And now and then a sigh For a man and his dream and their eyes, when they meet, seem to say it's sublime, and their hearts proudly beat to a tune that is older than time. Night must fade away, and yet it leaves a love. So all the world will say There's a man and his dream And their eyes, when they meet Seem to say it's sublime And their hearts proudly beat To a tune that is older than time Night must fade away And yet it leaves a love So all the world will say There's a man And his Mary, my tooth doesn't seem to be bothering me now. I think I'll let it go till some other time. You'll do nothing of the kind. Here's the dentist's office. Well, I'd rather wait until... He's a swell dentist, Jack. Look at that sign. 
Where? Right there, Dr. Frank Nelson Bridges like San Francisco <laughs> He's not very modest, is he? Well, let's go in Say, he's got a nice office, hasn't he? Yeah How do you do, sir? Uh, how do you do? I'd like to see Dr. Nelson The doctor is busy with a patient right now Would you care to wait? Why, yes Well, you know what you're doing, I guess <laughs> what? I'll tell the doctor you're here Please be seated uh, What's that, miss? Is that a drill? Yes, the doctor is working on a patient Some fun, hey, kid? <laughs> Say, Mary, are you, are you sure this dentist is all right? Of course he's all right Do I look worried? No, but then I'm the one with the toothache I'm not worried, Mary, but I just want to make sure that... <laughs> well, let's scram. <laughs> I hate this waiting. Come on, Mary. Jack, come here. Dr. Nelson is absolutely painless. Painless? What was that, six o'clock? <laughs> I'm getting out of here That'll be all for today, Mrs. Stewart When will I see you again? You should live so long <laughs> Hmm Well, young man, are you waiting to see me? Yes, but I... Your name, please uh, Benny, I'm Jack Benny, the actor Sorry, we don't give theatrical rates <laughs> Well, I didn't mean it that way I expect to pay the same price as anybody else Eventually <laughs> Mary Ooh, that tooth's throbbing again Step right this way, please Follow me Can I come in, too? Yes, Mary You stick right with me Oh, uh, nurse Sterilize my mandibular injector And have the gutta percha ready Yes, doctor Now step into this chair, Mr. Benny And I'll strap you in Strap me in? Yes, we don't want you squirming around Oh Would you like a manicure, Mr. Benny? No, thanks. I just dropped in to have my tooth fixed. Oh, yes, the tooth. Now, first, we must determine which one it is. Yes. Just a moment. Hmm. Is it this one? No. Uh, this one? No. Is it this one? Yes! The one, Doctor, heard something awful We'll take care of that Mmm, uh. this is a large cavity And I'll have to fill it right away Do you want gold or silver? I want cement <laughs> Oh, cement is no good, Mr. Benny It wears out Listen, Doctor, I've seen sidewalks around here for years And they're holding up all right <laughs> Now go ahead and fill it Very well, I'll use cement And then we'll all put our footprints in it I'm not Grauman's Chinese Furthermore, I don't want to bother filling this tooth I want it pulled All right, then perhaps I ought to give you an anesthetic Perhaps nothing, knock me out Perhaps yet Very well, we'll give you gas Now, take it easy, Mr. Benny Relax and breathe deeply What are you going to do? Nurse, place the mask over his nose Yes, doctor Now, inhale slowly and you'll soon be in dreamland Now, wait a minute, doctor Wait a minute Now, just relax Bye-bye, Mr. Benny Mary Mary, where are you? Here I am, Jack Mary, keep your eye on my money while I'm under the... <laughs> while I'm under the anesthetic. Okay. Which sock is it in? The right one. 
Hey, doctor, I don't think I want to... Nurse, hand me those clamps. Here you are, doctor. Uh, I don't think and I... And that saliva ejector. Yes, doctor. I don't think I... I don't think... I... Ho, ho, ho. Well, as I live and brush my teeth with high pen, eh? If it isn't Benny and he's sleeping sounder than his audience on Sunday night. Mm. Oh, nurse, nurse. Yes, Dr. Allen. Hand me that chisel. I'm going to do this the hard way. Here you are, Dr. Allen. Thank you, Mrs. Day. Mrs. Day? Fred Allen? Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> The Jell-O program starring Phil Harris with Mary Livingston, Mahatma Gandhi, George Bernard Shaw, and yours truly, Lady Godiva. Hello <laughs> oh. again. This is Jack Benny talking. Now hold on there, Benny. It's town hall tonight. What? <laughs> Why, Portland, what are you laughing at? Wait a minute, that's not Portland. That's Mary Livingston. Shut up, Carmichael. Carmichael? Who's Carmichael? Oh, my goodness, look at this white fur all over me. The Jell-O program starring Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with Scheherazade by Rimsky-Korsakov. That's a lie! <laughs> They'll never make it. <laughs> Let me... Let me out of this chair. Now, here. Hold still, Carmichael. I'm not Carmichael. I'm Jack Benny. Mrs. Day, hand me that crowbar. I'm not getting anywhere with this chisel. Crowbar? Let me out of here. Let me out of here. It's a good thing I got away from there. Where am I? What am I doing in this cage? Who's that coming toward me? Carmichael, your day is cold. <laughs> what? I've been waiting a long time for this. Rochester. Rochester, what are you doing with that razor? Ain't no use backing away, Carmichael. Winter's coming and Papa needs a fur coat. <laughs> Look, Rochester, I'm not Carmichael. This is me, your boss, Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny? Yes, put down that razor. I'll give you a new tuxedo. I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you a raise in salary. Uh-uh, you ain't Mr. Benny. <laughs> Rochester! Carmichael, you're about to become a fond memory. Rochester, let go of me! Ain't no use scratching. Pull in those long claws. These aren't claws, Rochester. These are my fingernails. Would you like a manicure, Mr. Benny? <laughs> no, I'm just here to get my tooth pulled. Rochester, get away from me. What are you going to do? Carmichael, I'm going to carve you up and have you for a Thanksgiving dinner. Rochester, you don't even know when Thanksgiving is. Who does? <laughs> Now, Rochester, for the last time, get away from me. Hiya, Rochester. Look, there's Phil Harris. He'll tell you who I am. Hello, Philzy. Hiya, Carmichael. There's a fish for you. Ouch. <laughs> Phil, look at me. I'm not Carmichael. I'm Jack, your pal. Jack Benny, the actor. I'm sorry. We don't give theatrical rates. Doctor. Doctor. Hand me that hacksaw, Mrs. Day. We're coming along fine. Here you are, Doctor. Thank you, Mrs. Day. I'm not Mrs. Day. I'm Carmichael. You are not. I'm Carmichael. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jack Benny. <laughs> Mary, what are you laughing at? How can I laugh? I'm a poached egg. <laughs> Mary, what are you talking about? Where are you? Ooh, my tooth. 
Oh, Dr. Allen, you'll never get the tooth out that way. You'll have to use dynamite. Oh, dynamite is so messy, Mrs. Day. Hand me my machine gun. Machine gun? No, no. Now hold still, Penny. I want to make a nice, clean job of this. Please, Fred, please. You can't do this to me. I'm a polar bear. Don't you love animals? Don't, Fred. Don't! <laughs> It's all over, Mr. Benny. That didn't hurt now, did it? Hurt? Where's Fred Allen? Where's Harris? Where till I get my hands on that rocket? Now, calm down, Mr. Benny. You were just dreaming. Dreaming? Oh, yes. You gave me gas, didn't you? I certainly did. And here's your tooth. It's a beauty, isn't it? My tooth? Yes. Do you mind if I keep it? I'm an elk, you know. Oh, that's perfectly all right. Well, I feel much better now. How much do I owe you, Doctor? That'll be $35. $35? Ooh! There he goes again, folks. Play, Phil. Repeated by popular request. In the language of radio and the theater, that means a hit. And it means a hit, too, when applied to some tasty dish that must be served again and again because of the whole family's enthusiasm for it. Such a dish, ladies and gentlemen, is pineapple strawberry whip, an exciting new jello dessert. For one thing, it's as easy as can be to make. Simply dissolve one package of fragrant strawberry jello in a pint of hot water. Then chill until cold and syrupy. Next, place it in a bowl of cracked ice or ice water and whip with a rotary egg beater until it becomes light and fluffy. And finally, just before molding it, fold in one cup of canned crushed pineapple. It's downright thrilling the way those golden tidbits of juicy pineapple complement the rich ruby goodness of strawberry jello. And you can bet that everybody will want this colorful, striking dessert repeated by popular request many times. So ask your grocer tomorrow for some strawberry jello. And tomorrow night, when the family gather around the dinner table, surprise them with a glorious bowl of Jell-O's new pineapple strawberry whip. the last number of the sixth program of the new Jell-O series, and we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Uh, before we say goodnight, I would like to remind you of the annual Red Cross Roll Call. Every citizen should join, because your memberships are the sole support of the regular Red Cross program of fighting the suffering caused by disease, accident, and disaster. So may I urge you to join the Red Cross through your local Red Cross chapter. Good night, folks. Here's news. Every Tuesday night, the Aldrich family is on the air, starring Ezra Stone as Henry Aldrich, that lovable hard luck kid. Consult your local newspaper or radio guide from time and stations, and be sure to tune in on the Aldrich family next Tuesday night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.